This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just a heads up that this episode was originally recorded and released back in January of this year. Back then, it was a subscriber-only episode. But now, we're releasing it for free to all. You know, just a little taste of what we get up to behind the paywall. Speaking of that, if you were one of those people who wanted to subscribe to Conspiracy the Show and our sister pod, Pretty Scary, at the same time, that's a thing you can do now. Check out patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech and subscribe to the combined Conspiracy the Show and Pretty Scary level today. Not only do you get future bonus episodes... You also get access to a whole back catalog of bonus content that you probably haven't heard yet. Or just keep listening for free. We love you either way. Thanks. Let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? Oh, I'm Fizza Dasani. We are your hosts. I told you I'd be back to having co-hosts on this podcast. I did a solid six weeks of solo episodes about the death of Paul Wellstone. Big, big rabbit hole. I fell down. Got stuck. But we're back. We are back. And all the Paul Wellstone podcast turned out very nicely, so it's fine. But uh, we're talking about some shit today. We're talking about some shitty shit today. We are we are talking about the documentary Out of Shadows. Had you heard anything about this before? I hadn't. It came out this year, right? 2020? Came of course it came out in 2020. This is <laughs> the most 2020 documentary possible. It blew up on YouTube over the summer. I mean, it seemed like a whole lot of like stuff that is not new not novel so it's like you know this big revelation and it's funny because like the narrator you know i don't i don't want to like i'm i don't like judging but he he, it was distracting because he sounded kind of like a himbo yeah the (laughs) the guy who made this is a stunt man named mike smith and it's really got this quality of like someone who just read a book about the cia for the first time and it's like, you're not going to believe what I found out. And it's like, are you going to tell us about MK Ultra? Oh, yeah. You already know about that? We sure do. Yeah. We all know about it. And he does this thing right away that I hate where he's like, I've never been a conspiracy guy. I don't like I don't have time to look into stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, motherfucker, you are making a conspiracy documentary right now. You clearly have the time. Like, I don't make conspiracy documentaries. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's just yeah. Why are you why are you shitting on on people who who want to know what's really going on? Yeah, it's that thing where like you want to distance yourself from the term conspiracy theory. I understand that because it wasn't um, the term coined by the CIA initially, um, and it was you know it wasn't uh, it was derogatory. Yeah, that's and that see that's the thing about this documentary. They bring up a lot of good points, but their points that so many people have made so many times and they're all building to a conclusion that I think is just objectively wrong. And it's, yeah. I mean, that's the issue with the whole QAnon stuff for me is that, you know, they're taking little bits of, you know, issues and dumping it in this gumbo of bullshit. And then it's just, it's, it's just extra confusing for people who don't have information and people who do. Yeah. It, Unless you slap the QAnon stamp on it, and then it's like, okay, good, label, file it away as that, so we know, you know? See, that's the thing. It feels like a QAnon indoctrination video. Yeah, where I was put off was, I think, when he started sort of selling Christianity. Yeah. that's That was the first red flag for me. 
Because it's like, oh, is he, you know, is he going to start talking about his savior? You know, like it's, where's this going to go? And that makes more sense because, yeah, you were right about there being a lot of uh, progressive people of power featured versus, you know, not really so many conservatives, even though, you know, they're everyone, all of them have been to Epstein's Island. Exactly. That's the thing about this video. If, if there is a plot, this video is part of it. This video isn't exposing anything. This video is part of that plot. That's what it feels like to me because it is very clearly trying to set up one side of the United States basically as being the perpetrators of global sex trafficking. And especially if it's coming from a conservative viewpoint, we know conservatives fucking love Trump. And Trump has been accused of sexual misconduct by 26 different women. So to paint this as a thing that, oh, it's it's all Hollywood liberal elites doing this. It's like, no, you're just being, you're also being brainwashed, which is so ironic from a documentary about people being brainwashed, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole confusing thing about QAnon is just this hodgepodge of, of shit that it has, you know, it's, it's, that's constructed for a specific agenda. Right. And I think the earliest example of that in this documentary is when they start talking about the CIA being involved in movie making. And it's like, they treat it like this big revelation. <laughs> the CIA has a page on their website about it. Like, yeah. that, that's like Jennifer Garner did a CIA recruitment video because they were consultants on alias. Like we yeah. know the CIA is involved. Like, and it only stands to reason that they would be like, if you're a filmmaker and you're putting the CIA in your movie and you go to them and go, Hey, you got someone there that wants to consult on this CIA is not going to say no, they're going to be like, hell yeah, we do. And they're going to make themselves look as heroic as possible. We know. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it it was funny how it was just like his mind was blown just every few minutes. Like the government uses media. Yeah. It's it's not, these aren't novel. This isn't new information, as you said. Yeah. There's, there's a real smoked weed for the first time moment coming up (laughs) that I absolutely love. I'm not going to lie. A couple of them seemed like they were stoned right there and then, which I'm not going to hate on, but it's just like, you know, you weren't even hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt that way. And I was like, (laughs) did you just get high for the first time? Is that why this documentary is happening? The world's expanding, man. (laughs) This documentary has so much about Mike Smith's days as a stuntman in it. And I feel like they do that at two separate points. And it's supposed to be like giving us and like comforting us that these are actually inside Hollywood sources who would know these things. And it's like, are they? Like, are stuntmen really at that kind of level where they would know about all the Illuminati shit happening in Hollywood? I mean, yeah, they could have sort of diversified the pool of witnesses. <laughs> He's just, yeah, it does. And it wasn't just one stunt, dude. It was like there were a couple <laughs> of them, two, right? So Two stuntmen. It was, it, was, it was odd. Also odd, one of the earliest interviews is with Mike's pelvic floor therapist. Oh my God. And he couldn't even show, they couldn't even um, show her image due to the sensitive nature of her profession. Yeah. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I mean, also she was talking about like, she's the one who sort of had like that hunch that he was, you know, had some darkness around him, which was never, they never really followed that up by the way. It's very weird. Yeah. She says, she says something about him having some darkness to him. And then that led to all these revelations about the government diddling kids. Yeah, she I think she may have introduced him to the idea because she was saying like she's worked with people who've experienced trauma. And a lot of those people are people who, you know, experienced it at the hands of government or Hollywood, like the pedophilia thing. I think she was talking about. But like, I I I don't know that that's what she's just saying. I don't know who this woman is. I can't see what I don't. Do they even have her name? They didn't have anything. Yeah. They didn't give us any information about this woman, which is obviously very suspicious. She's not (laughs) in that sensitive of a profession. Like Mike is putting his career on the line more than anything. 
Like she's not going to lose her job as a pelvic floor therapist by saying, I've seen some abused kids. I know what it looks like. Like, of course you have. Yeah, it was odd. A lot of, a lot of weird choices. And the, the point where it starts to really feel like a QAnon thing for me is right around the 12 minute mark. So very quick. It doesn't take long at all. Yeah. And that's the part where Mike starts talking about how the first thing he did after his pelvic floor therapist woke him up to the ways of the world was <laughs> go home and delete all his social media. And then he just set up a shadow account and started following other people who are also seeking the truth. So what they're saying right off the bat in a documentary where multiple times they're like, you know, just use your critical thinking and look into it for yourself. 12 minutes in, they're like, but also only take the information you get from these people on Twitter, which that's that's suspicious, Mike. You feel like this feels like Mike Smith finally got like a leading man role. They were like, look, we just need a dude to pretend like he's a Hollywood insider and knows all this stuff. Can you be the face of that? And he's like, fuck yeah, my moment has arrived. He's throwing up the bullhorns. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Yeah. The devil horns. Oh, the devil horns. Yeah. Yeah. So the the first thing this documentary wants you to do is get your information exclusively from blogs and Twitter accounts. (laughs) And, like, it acts like CNN and Fox News are the only media outlets. Yeah. Like, you can, I feel like, because they also get into Operation Mockingbird, which is a real CIA thing that happened. And I actually feel like you can just get a feel for what media outlets might be a part of that by what stories they cover. Like, when there was this nationwide McDonald's walkout, like, McDonald's was the first company like the first major U.S. corporation that was hit with like a big Me Too protest and a big Me Too lawsuit. And none of the big media outlets covered it. Like no one heard about it. It wasn't on CNN. It wasn't on the New York Times, but like the Daily Beast covered it. Vox covered it. Like you can kind of tell who's willing to shit on advertisers. Like that's probably a media outlet you can trust. Daily Beast takes a lot of risks. But I mean, of course, anything that... They're saying, you know, I think like a a big point of the movie is use your critical thinking skills, but it's sort of like that whole use it when it's convenient to our message. Right, right. What they're basically saying is listen to exactly what we're telling you (laughs) and believe the same thing we believe. And that is critical thinking, which blows my fucking mind. They also make a big deal of how many media outlets Disney owns. And this is the part where they start getting into acting like it's just this one side. Like you see a lot of shots of well-known liberal actors, musicians, politicians, and they do this thing, this like tree showing all the stations Disney owns. And then they pull way out and it says like trilateral commission up in the corner. And it's like, man, you are swinging for the fucking fences and then there's no explanation as to what's connecting them except a line. This right. is just a line between the two entities. Like, they're connected, but no further explanation. There's really not really any evidence provided. I think it's just sort of like testimony from people we haven't heard of. Yeah, and it's another way for them to drive home the idea that only people who believe this, the things they're telling you, that's what you can believe. But if anyone tells you anything different, they're part of the plot. And like you see that with flat earthers, like they hear that, like they they say that same thing. And it's like, it's cult shit. Like they're trying to isolate these people from the rest of society in a way that makes them feel like they're actually more a part of society because they're woke. And it's like, no, you are just being easily controlled. I think there's an addictive component to some of these um, conspiracy theories because, yeah, you go deep enough down the hole It's like you just, it it becomes compulsive. Yeah. And in this section is where you, you first start to see that thing where they don't mention any of this happening with right wing outlets. Like they kind of mention Fox news to be like, Oh, look at us being fair and balanced, criticizing Fox news too. But it's like, what about Sinclair broadcast company, which owns most local news outlets? Like they touch on this thing that we've seen on the internet a bunch of times where All these local news reporters from around the country are reading the same script and talking about the same story. 
Well, we know where that's coming from, and it's coming from a decidedly right-wing outlet called Sinclair Broadcast Company. One of the things they made their reporters read at one point was a thing praising George W. Bush during the Iraq War. Like, you can't present this as evidence and then leave out the fact that, oh, yeah, the people you trust are doing it also. So, like, they try and make it seem like a CIA thing, where it's like, no, it's just that's just the other half. Like, that's the other half of our political process doing the exact same thing you're accusing the other half of doing. So essentially, it's propaganda um, to, you know, shit on the left a bit. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, you know, they did show Fox News, but also there were, it did seem way softer on the right. There was like a sort of a spotlight shining on the, you know, the left. But yeah, I mean, we all know that. (laughs) Epstein's Island wasn't full of just Democrats. Right. And that's one of the frustrating things about this. They like, that's kind of the conclusion it's building to is look at all these Democrats touching kids. And it's like, yeah, sex trafficking is a problem, but it's not strictly a Democrat problem. That's an insane thing to believe. Yeah. You're rewriting us, you know, you're rewriting something to, to suit your agenda. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's reeking with motive. And the, Like one of the things they bring up to back up their point that movie studios are in touch with the government, which who doesn't know that? Like everyone knows that. Anyone with enough money and power and access is in touch with the government. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's our system working exactly as it's meant to. Like that's capitalism for you. Sorry. Like maybe you should be voting for more socialists instead of voting for Trump. You fucking dumb dumbs. And like they bring up the Sony hack which happened because of the Seth Rogen movie, The Interview. (laughs) And they're like using that as this shocking example of the government being in touch with movie studios. And it's like North Korea threatened to kill Americans over that movie. You think the government's not going to check in on the situation and see how Sony's going to handle it? Of course they were in touch with the government. Probably before they, I, I believe even before they made the movie, they were in touch with the government. Which I mean, anyone who is the head of a large of like a huge corporation, a huge international corporation is going to have the number for top government officials. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, I mean, it's it's a capitalist society. So people with money and power tend to congregate. Yeah. And they the next person they bring up is this CIA whistleblower named Kevin Shipp. And again, all he's telling us is that the CIA and Hollywood work together. And he finally brings up, you know, there's even a web, there's even a page on their website. And it's like, well, then it's not a secret, dude. <laughs> like you're not, this isn't, Here's the this, isn't, this isn't information <laughs> that should make people want to lock Hillary Clinton up for eating children's faces. Like these are two separate things. And it's like, yeah, you're going hard on Hillary. And yeah, she's like, you know, it, it, the other side's no better. No. No, and that's that that is we'll get to it. But <laughs> next they bring up this uh, there's another stunt man named Brad Smith and once again we get this whole montage of him working really hard as a stunt man in Hollywood. And it's like, okay, you can fall off a building without getting hurt. Like how does that make you an expert on global sex trafficking? It just seemed like they were sort of using this platform as a way to showcase how they like broke from below the line to above the line. Yeah. Like, oh, now we get to hobnob with the celebrities. Like, that's what it kind of seemed like. But yeah, like, like you asked, how does, how does this make you an expert on this shit? Yeah. Like we live in Los Angeles. All of us have met celebrities. That doesn't mean I get to do. Some of us are, (laughs) you know, you're verified on Twitter. (laughs) I just got verified on Twitter too. So. Hey, hell yeah. Well, then, yeah, that means celebrity. I was going to say that's a very low bar, but no. If we're both verified, (laughs) yeah, fuck yeah, we're celebrities. Where's the Illuminati? Where's the government? They're going to be calling me. Like, when do I get to sit sit in on those Twitter meetings about blocking conservative viewpoints and things of the like? Like, I think we got to start shooting music videos like Katy Perry. Put the, you know, the Egyptian eye and the the triangles and the pyramids. Poor Katy Perry. I know, like, man. She gets it so bad in this documentary. Can like, the girl just you... sing? Can the girl just sing her heart out and have cool imagery? Why are you focusing on Katy Perry? And they're like, she used to be a Christian artist. It's like, yeah, a lot of so people that, did. That was like initially that that big red flag for me. It's like, yeah, this sort of uh, it did seem sort of 
Christian leaning, like this is the way, this is the path. And anyone that says this is the path, yeah, that's that's certainly like gives me pause. Yeah, he uses the term awake at one point, which is a QAnon thing. Like that is a mm. absolutely a QAnon term. The thing that bothers me about QAnon is they pull so much from everything else. It's like they conveniently pull just things from so many um, theories and belief systems. And that's stop stealing. Yeah, that's and that's that's kind of what this is like. They're they're this is just a mishmash of different conspiracy theories that they think all builds up to a point that it doesn't actually build up to. Yeah, they're reappropriating all of the shit. The shit. Yeah. So like it, it is confusing because yeah, like you know, we do hear some stuff in there. It's like, okay, yeah, there are huge problems. There are government cover-ups, duh. You know, duh. But yeah. like yeah, you just sort of yeah, you're creating this propaganda that I guess it's easier to get people to believe if, you know, they can resonate with something in there. Yeah. I mean, if you can point to actual things that happened in history and be like, see, this is a part of it. But I don't think it's a part of it. Like they bring up Operation Paperclip, which was the CIA program where they would go out to journalists and basically give them money to spread CIA talking points. And they're like, do you think that has ended? And it's like, no, I don't. But what what does that have to do with the point you're building to? Like, of course, the American government has some sway in what messages are sent to people. Like, that's kind of one of the bedrocks of the United States is that we control shit like that in kind of a really hands-off way, which makes it feel like, oh, we're so free. We have so much freedom. And it's like, no, the government just doesn't come beat you for saying the wrong thing. Not always. Sometimes they will. But it's like none of this is evidence of where this documentary is going. And you can see where it's going is like pretty early in. And it's going to some Pizzagate shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like the cherry. And that's sort of where it climaxes. It's like, okay, this is I mean, I think it's so interesting that powerful people use pedophilia as a weapon. So pedophilia is so rampant, like, you know, allegedly we hear this pedophilia is so rampant, but it's also, it's such a weird thing. Like why, who's making this shit up? Like, oh, well, we'll just get a bunch of nasty pictures of these politicians doing like pedophilia acts, acts of pedophilia. And that is the, you know what I'm saying? There's so many other things that you could do. It's like, why do you have to bring children into this? Yeah. And it is. Where where did this idea come from? And it is all very disturbing. The things the CIA did as part of MKUltra, which they get into a bunch here also. And they even kind of touch on a a theory that I've always had, which is that after MKUltra ended, there was this like MKUltra happened at colleges and universities. And eventually it was found out as part of the church committee. And they do talk about all this. But again, they talk about it like it's a thing no one's ever known. And So the CIA had to be like, all right, well, I guess we won't do that anymore at colleges and hospitals. But what if we just set up a bunch of communes and cults all around the world and just carried out the same experiments and things of the like that way? I absolutely think that the CIA is still involved in shit like that. We did the Finders episode and someone came and went through my garbage the next day. Like, that is clearly a CIA-affiliated sex cult. Someone went but through your doesn't... garbage. Yeah, remember that? Did I tell you that part? No. We, no, you didn't we tell re- me someone went through your garbage. We recorded that episode, and then the next day I showed up at the studio, and as soon as I got there, some dude just walked up and started rifling through my garbage, which had never happened. The studio was in Burbank, but not in, like, a homeless area of Burbank like it was a very residential area and it was just such a weird thing to have happened the day after recording that podcast I'm sure it's just a coincidence but it was a weird coincidence and either way the CIA fucking was affiliated with a sex cult in the 80s like go back and listen to the finders episode like we know all this even the MK Ultra thing it builds up to them basically implying that Zoolander is based on actual events and it's like that's the landing you're trying to stick right now convincing me that zoolander is the government admitting to participating in mind control 
Why would they do that? Why would the government make a lighthearted Ben Stiller film about how they've been brainwashing the masses with mind control? Because they say occult people love symbolism. Yeah, that's such an easy <laughs> excuse. I found out Satanists have to reveal who they really are. Okay, well, I think the Bible so all says the same thing. They're all narcissists. Yeah, pretty much. Which, here's the thing. Isn't that what you want? Like, if this is your enemy, don't you want them to be like, hey, here I am. Here's my fucking Jay-Z diamond. So you know who not to trust. <laughs> like, that's ideal. Yeah. That's, that's complete. I don't, yeah. I don't, it's, it's the reaching. They're definitely reaching. There's a moment in this movie, I, I've already kind of hinted at it, that really just feels like a, oh man, I just smoked weed for the first time. And instead of trying the to describe it. The way he talks? It, the entire yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah, the entire movie, but especially this part where he's explaining what Hollywood means. Let's let's listen to it. This is This is Mike Smith getting deep, man. <laughs> All right, so look, here's the deal. They have been desensitizing us since we were born. And I'll give you some examples. Let's start with the big one. Let's start with words we hear all the time and never even think about. Let's start with the word entertainment. To entertain. What does that mean? To bind or hold. To bind or hold what? An audience's attention. Okay. Now, let's take the word Hollywood. Where does that come from? Well, Hollywood comes from the holly tree. And the ancient Druids, back in the day, used to take the holly tree, make wands, to weave spells, cast spells, or channel spells. And when they needed help, they would consult the magis or the mediums of the day to help channel their spells to the population. We'll cut to today. What do we have in our houses? We have these black boxes. What are they called? Buckle up, everybody. TVs. (laughs) But if you stop and you say the word, tell a vision, television. And when you turn on that television, what do you get? What's the first thing that pops up? A list of channels. Channels. And when you turn on those oh, channels, what's on those channels? The following programming. programming. They are programming you. They've been programming Whoa. your whole life. You don't even know it. They do it with your music. They do it with your TV. They do it with your movies. They do it with your games. They have been programming us and programming you since you were little, and you don't even know it because you don't even question. More like Holly Weird, man. <laughs> so these revelations aren't, yeah, super new. Hollywood, ho- the Holly, the Holly Bush, man. Come on, the Holly Tree. Like, so I guess Christmas is pretty suspect too, because Holly is a big part of that. Where you you put the yeah. the Holly above your head, and then you got a kiss, and I guess that's. That's the holly controlling people and making them. Man, this is, there's so many layers. There's so many layers. Where? What are we going to do? So, like, instead of unpeeling the layers, it was sort of like they took a knife and just chopped the onion in half. And they're like, see? See? Told see? you. And they never quite explain what we're being programmed to do. <laughs> they forgot, man. We should have given... They should, they should have had more snacks on set. You got to stay sharp. Like, they... It, at one point they talk about like they they do a screenshot of this Disney movie and like spell out the word sex in like a rope <laughs> that's dangling and they, then mean, they start yeah. talking about like MK ultra child trauma and it's like that is not child trauma like that is that is an animator being funny like yeah. that's not the same thing as what MK ultra was getting up to if you could even spell, like they, you know, I, I was like, do they even spell out sex or did they just write the word sex over the rope? <laughs> yeah, they did. They wrote out that like, they were like, see, it's, it's right under where we put red ink over it. So sex. But like, Hi. yeah, it didn't seem like they've even put red ink over every part <laughs> of it. So it's like, they just put red ink over the part that, that spelled sex. Correct. Yeah. Very convincing evidence. I'm sure. People who saw that were like, ooh, Again, I think just it was going to come to this. <laughs> just mark what's convenient. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to link two things that are not linked. I like, know. we just did, a couple weeks ago, we did an episode about subliminal messages in advertising and things. And, like, the science on whether that stuff even works is 
very sketchy, mostly leaning toward no, it doesn't. Like, it works if you have a person who is under the exact conditions you need them to be under. Like, the example we used in that episode was if you flash the word Pepsi on the screen during a movie, if the person watching that movie is thirsty, yeah, they might get up and go get a Pepsi. But if they're drinking a Coke, they're not going to get up and go get a Pepsi because you flash the word Pepsi on the screen. Like, subliminal messages have such little reach. And to embed the word sex in a cartoon and expect that that should conceivably be tied to the sex stuff MK Ultra got into, like, those are such completely different things. And the fact that both exist doesn't mean they're related at all. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that really relates them, I think, is this film. Yeah, that's the thing. that Like, this feels like QAnon propaganda. And that's what propaganda does. It cherry-picks its information to build to a point that isn't true. And not only build to a point that isn't true, but build to a point that's meant to incite people to do something or feel a certain way. And like it's manipulation. It is. And you see it where they they talk about the media being connected to the government. And again, they only show Democrats. Like yeah. as if there are no conservative actors or music. There's not a single picture of Chris Pratt in this motherfucking thing. Gary there's no shots. Yeah. There's no shots of Ted Nugent. Like where's Clint Eastwood? Yeah, Clint Eastwood is a pretty powerful Hollywood figure. And he is very conservative. So what about him? Like, how'd he, how'd he get a leg up in Hollywood if he's not playing their games? It makes no fucking sense. And like, the, you're right. This is the point where it really starts to lose me because they get into satanic panic stuff. And I've always felt like that's what QAnon sort of is. It's just another mutation of the satanic panic where a lot of gullible Americans are going to be swept up into believing a thing that's not true and people are going to get hurt over it. Like hundreds of people went to jail on completely false charges during the satanic panic. And that's all QAnon wants. They only want like a hundred, 150 people, just those Hollywood liberal elites that are causing all the problems in the world. And once they're gone, we'll be fine. And it's like you naive sons of bitches. There's no way we'll be fine after that. That's night of the long knives shit. That's just eliminating the opposition in the country. Yeah, and then brushing it aside, like, okay, well, you know, we got rid of them. Now let's not let's not be dramatic and talk about how we do the same thing. Let's move on to the real issue. So it's yeah, you're just trying to sort of dick just trying to tell people what to do, how to feel, and act like you're not. I have the the example somewhere in the notes and I bring it up all the time when it comes to QAnon, but in Brazil, there was this thing called Operation Car Wash, which was this huge scandal that went back decades involving politicians on both sides of the aisle in Brazil. And it was basically a bribery scheme where any government contract just off the top included bribery money that would go to whoever approved it. And at one point, the right was like, oh man, what if we launch an investigation into that and just make it seem like it was the left doing it? When actually it was everyone doing it. Yeah. And they did it and it worked. Like they impeached the sitting president over it. They arrested the previous president and threw him in prison. And then after Bolsonaro took power, all these recordings came out of people on the right <laughs> engaging in the same thing. And they were like, the country can't go through that again. We need to just let that be a thing of the past now. We can't have another impeachment trial, obviously. And it's like, wow. I know the hypocrisy. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's infuriating, but like if I were to be infuriated by every time this happens, then I really wouldn't have any adrenaline left. So, you know, yeah. it's just, now it's just a, I guess, sad fact. Yeah. And then like, you got to understand your case isn't that strong when it comes to satanic stuff and celebrities. If your only two examples in this documentary are Katy Perry and Sammy Davis Jr. They really show oh. that picture of Sammy Davis Jr. Like just cuddled up to Anton LaVey. Like they loved that. They loved that shot. And like everyone was worshiping Satan in the 60s. Go listen to a Led Zeppelin album. Yeah. Or like, Helter Skelter. Yeah. The, now like, we really, we got to get Sammy Davis Jr. off the streets spreading his satanic messages. Oh yeah. He's dead. I just think they like that photo. It was actually a really great photo of those two. 
Like that's something that would have made like social. That's that was like I think feed worthy, grid worthy on the gram. Yeah, I like if I saw that if I was decorating a new apartment and saw that as a poster somewhere, I'd be like, maybe that would look cool in the living room. Satan guy and Sammy Davis Jr. Doesn't mean I'm a Satanist though. Can just appreciate the picture, you know. Like I, I, I can, I like, you know. I was gonna be like, uh, lots of Jewish people. Doesn't mean I'm Jew, you know. Like, it's, yeah. It's and then like it's funny. I work there, in entertainment. I couldn't think of like one <laughs> Jewish person <laughs> specific. I know that but, is um, shocking. I know. <laughs> and so then they get into like the CIA helping to create the counterculture movement. And again, it's like there was a book about that like ten years ago. There were. A series of 28 magazine articles. Is Mel Gibson Jewish? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think so. And yeah, like that's what the CIA does. They accidentally cause problems. Like, or is it accidental? Is Al-Qaeda accidental? Is ISIS accidental? I don't know. But the CIA played a big role in making both of those groups into a thing. The CIA is glorified in movies for uh, being experts in espionage. Now, it doesn't sound like people who are just, you know, you know, not making plans when they do shit. Everything seems very choreographed. These aren't people who just, you know, make what's it called? Impulsive decisions. Yeah. And I think the people who are being invited to use their critical thinking aren't using their critical thinking when it comes to the CIA. Like, do you really think the CIA has just been caught? Like, that's what you think is happening here like we've just found the cia out and now they're running scared or would maybe the cia be like all right these fucking republicans aren't going to give a shit if we're out here using kids to gain influence over foreign world leaders so we'll just spin this in a way that takes down the side of the government that would be opposed to us doing this it seems like the obvious logical conclusion is that if you're trying to paint this as just being one side, then the people behind it are probably behind this also. Because there's, like, just st- statistically speaking, there's no way this is just Democrats. Oh, we know that for a fact. And it is obviously a problem if the CIA is somehow using underage girls to get politicians in compromising positions. But that's Kind of what a lot, that's what a lot of people suspect was happening with Jeffrey Epstein. And like, yeah, that's all a problem. But it doesn't mean you got to throw Tom Hanks in Guantanamo Bay. At some point, you have to understand that's not really where this is leading. Like, Trump is not your superhero who's coming to save you from Hollywood elite pedophiles. Was there any probably a Hollywood elite? No, none. They don't mention Trump at all in this, which is so suspicious. They don't say anything good about him. They don't say anything bad about him. They don't bring him up when they're talking about Jeffrey Epstein, which there's as many photos and videos of Trump with Jeffrey Epstein as there are Bill Clinton. So why is it just Democrats and liberals throughout this whole thing? I mean, my guess is they're trying to snag um, progressive conspiracy theorists by putting in hints of stuff that they're already interested in and then sort of pulling them into QAnon. That's what it looks like because they're not overtly supporting the right either. They're just sort of like, yeah, it's very, it's, it's subtle. It's somewhat, (laughs) I'm calling it subtle and it's like a surfer dude narrating the whole thing. But um, yeah. And like, yeah, (laughs) it does sound (laughs) like my documentary. Bro, there's satanic imagery on NBC, bro. Triangles. <laughs> that is what it, that's what most of it sounds like. Chaka, bro, save the children. And like, at one point, like, yes, we, all of these points they're making are completely valid. We certainly need to know more about Jeffrey Epstein's connections to any government, the American government. And like, I think there's this opinion on the right that if bill clinton went down as a result of the jeffrey epstein thing people on the left would be upset by it i wouldn't give a fuck like i i don't doubt that he should go down for that i don't worship bill clinton the way people on the right worship ronald reagan or worship donald trump and like if you can't see that this documentary is part of that then again 
you're the one not using your critical thinking. Like this is propaganda. It's propaganda meant to smear the left using a problem we all know exists in the world. And here's the thing. John Podesta might be a pedophile. I don't know. Could be. Like he does have a lot of weird artwork in his home. Still doesn't mean that there is a vast left-wing conspiracy to traffic kids that needs to be stopped by Donald Trump. That's crazy. Something else that stood out to me is that um, both of the stuntmen um, featured in this documentary would talk about the violence and how the violence in film is problematic, but it's it's sort of what they made their living off of. Yeah. And then, you know, you say sort of these depictions are, are violent, but what about the reality of, you know, of, of war? War that really doesn't do anything except make people money and people are dying. How do you think they're dying? Like, not elegantly. You know, people are, it's probably as violent as it is in the movies, except it's real. Yeah, and that that's another example of them just taking all these talking points that people know have some validity to them. Like, of course... There's some questions about how much violence should be on television. And obviously, movies tend to glorify war in a way that is beneficial to the United States. And yeah, that sucks. But like, none of that is new information and none of it has anything to do with the ultimate point of this documentary. And I hate that because they, like right up until the end, there's all of these subjects they touch on where it's like, oh yeah, that's... Yeah, like even I'm watching it, I'm like, yep, that's that's perfectly true. And then it gets to the end and all of the evidence and supporting information of what they're saying kind of falls by the wayside. And they're just like, also, Hollywood is programming Satanist pedophile symbols into all of your entertainment and you're being programmed. And it's like citation needed. If I were to describe the film, I would just say that's the description citation needed. Show me the picture of the who is the pelvic person? Yeah, who's the pelvic doctor? Like, and why is nothing that happens on the right questioned? Like, there's all of these questions around Marina Abramovich, who is a fucking weirdo, obviously, but she's an artist, and artists are weird. And she gets into a lot of macabre stuff in the the way she presents her art, but so have lots of people throughout history. And... Like they present this. I mean, honestly, as, the crucifixion of Jesus is macabre, in my opinion, and that is very violent, and the depiction of it is very violent. So, and that's normalized. A person nailed to a cross and bleeding, and and you know, cuts and stuff like that's normalized. So it, it's just confusing that this is yeah. also their, you know, the path of the savior, but they they have an issue with violence. Yeah, I don't understand this idea that well, look. There's this artist who holds these weird dinners and uh oh, there's Will Ferrell at this dinner. So all these people are Satanists. And it's like, well, what about Skull and Bones, which is that secret society at either Harvard or Yale or Bohemian Grove, which is this secret campsite for rich, powerful white dudes. And they do all of these crazy, weird rituals at Bohemian Grove that people aren't supposed to know about. So what the fuck's all that about? If you're listening to this and you're just seething at the fact that uh, Fizza and I don't necessarily believe that liberal elites are running a global sex trafficking ring. Not alone. Uh, yeah, not alone. Uh, go look into Bohemian Grove and start asking some questions about what all those rituals are about. Because you're going to find the exact same thing. It's a lot of one eye shit. Like Freemason stuff is basically what they're describing here. And like, that's on your dollar bill, man. A lot of this also political um, symbolism is reappropriated from Eastern cultures. You just sort of take, you know, sort of well-known symbols like, like the Nazis took the swastika from Hinduism and just changed its meaning and. They they kept the name of the swastika, so that's like you know you're reappropriating something in a very negative way. So like you know can Hindu- <laughs> I remember we went to India and like uh, some kid was like oh I want to get the swastika tattooed on him. No, no you know didn't know about the Nazis was but like I was like that's not a good look you know little cuz like don't do that. But um, also the you know the pyramids and then the eye like Egyptian the eye yeah ancient Egyptian culture like that's 
it's I don't know it, it it's it's like the white man to do that. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of the ancient alien theory, which is basically oh, at some point in the future, white men developed time travel, and then they came back and told all these. Uh, savage cultures how to build their society and it's like no i think that's just white people trying to take credit for shit that they didn't do they talked to liz croken who is a journalist who was uh she reported on pizzagate a whole bunch and like here's the thing like if you're gonna report on stuff like that you kind of have to expect that you're gonna be ostracized a little bit whether it's true or false and like I've looked into Pizzagate. Like, I get that there is a lot of weirdness with John Podesta and his emails and the art that's on his walls. But again, it doesn't speak to this huge trafficking ring that they speak of. And I've never seen any evidence of that. Like Jeffrey Epstein, obviously. Yeah, we need to know what's going on with Jeffrey Epstein. But again, if you think it's just Democrats, you're out of your fucking mind. You're lying to yourself. I mean, they're all in bed together. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, they're marionettes with the same, you know, the same player or they're right. You know, there's, it's the same person, rich person pulling the strings or rich people, rich entities. Yeah. Like the, the only way you can really take this seriously is to look at it as, yeah, I don't care who, who goes down. Like, I mean, obviously it's like, like anyone who plays for the NFL, like the teams who play for the NFL, they're still in the NFL. They're still, you know, like being money, like sponsored and paid by the NFL. So it's like this is they're all they're the same, just different teams, Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. And that's like that. Even the like the Freakonomics podcast did an episode about that years ago, about how America is basically a duopoly where like it seems like we have a choice, but not really. We just have two parties that trade off power like. Yeah, it's really a, a plutocracy. But yeah, it's it's where but it's not that's not how it's marketed. And you should be very suspicious of anything that presents the idea that, oh, maybe we should only have one side because the other side is completely corrupt. And that's what this is. This is one side saying, hey, this big, huge global problem, only people on the left do it. Well, it's odd that there's only two major parties in a democracy, first of all, and they just keep flipping back and forth, back and forth and yeah, it, it, to me, that's really strange. So, uh, yeah, it's upsetting. And it like, I really do think this is basically a QAnon recruitment video because <laughs> they say they say very early on, hey, delete all your social media, uh, only follow people who are seeking the truth like you, which means only hear the message we're delivering and don't listen to anything else. Tune all that other stuff out, which is the exact opposite of critical thinking but once you do that like this documentary is clearly pushing people in a direction that is gonna land on QAnon and once that happens like you're done like that's like being a flat earther like oh yeah yeah if they get you if they can indoctrinate you into that it's like you're gonna need a uh, someone who specializes in cult deprogramming to get you out of that hole it's and I yeah it's so clear that they are trying it's I think it's purposefully confusing because they want to attract people who are into conspiracies, but on the left side and they're doing it sort of softly, like sort of pulling them in like, Oh, you've heard about this, this, and this, and this, and this is tied to this. So it's, you know, the agenda is not, it's not subtle, not that subtle. They're using propaganda in entertainment to tell you that, people are using propaganda in entertainment (laughs) and that you should be suspicious of it. Yeah. Rebranding critical thinking, the definition of rebranding, like, you know, this, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Like the idea that only people who think like you are the ones who are telling the truth. Again, that's insane. Like I've, I've said many times, I'm all for looking into the idea that there is a global sex trafficking ring out there. And if they're tied to intelligence, agencies we definitely need to know that but there's no way it's just one side and that's why documentaries like this are so dangerous because what it will culminate in is that one side being taken out of society and so these dipshits who help make it happen will be like justice we got justice for children and it's like 
Yeah, but what about all the Republicans who are molesting kids too? Like they're still yeah. in power. It's like why are we why are we not mentioning them? Why are they being excluded? What's the motive? Yeah, this documentary uses a bunch of truth to tell a lie. And that's, I think that's so dangerous. That is so, so dangerous. I mean, I found myself, you know, engaged in the documentary myself, you know, like, you know, I, you see that there's all these problems, but you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's it. It it was entertaining. Yeah. And then they do say some stuff that like, you know, they had Carlin in there who doesn't love Carlin, you know? Yeah. The Carlin bit actually kind of flies in the face of their point. Which their point is, oh, liberal elites, which we know you mean Democrats. Like, we know what you mean. And the Carlin bit was about how neither side cares. Like, neither side is looking out for your best interests. So it's like recontextualizing valid points to serve their agenda, their their propaganda. Yeah, they're they're literally changing the meaning of what George Carlin was saying to fit their needs. And like... Once you get to that end part where they start bringing up Katy Perry and Jay-Z and people using occult symbology, I feel like they're especially trying to radicalize Christians into becoming QAnon types, because that's who's going to be really susceptible to that message, which look at that. Katy Perry's covering her eye. She's a Satanist. It's going to be like fundamentalist religious types who just haven't you know, like this is like a net that they're casting to just bring more people into QAnon. And like, we want to laugh it off, but I mentioned on an episode of Unpopular Opinion, QAnon has more followers now than the Church of Latter-day Saints had at this point in their development or the Seventh-day Adventists had at this point in their development. And those movements took off in the United States in the 20th century. The Tea Party took off. QAnon can really become a force in society, and it'll be because of fucking documentaries like this. Is there um, some sort of organization when it comes to QAnon, or is it just a movement? You know, is there some leadership there, specific? Well, there uh, there used to be Q, who was the, the guy who would post all these drops, which even then, we brought this up on another episode, like a lot of people would get those drops by way of an app. And it's like, how do you know the government's not just trying to track you? by getting yeah. you to download that app because once you have that app on your phone like you've kind of identified yourself as one of the more radical elements of society and like governments love to get rid of radical elements so like like they talk about honey pots in this like this could all be a big honey pot to get the people most prone to acting out in violence toward the government all in one group so they can fucking shut them down like See- they, so, the, so, yeah, they know what weapons they have. Okay, these are the yeah. people who we can use for this. Right. Like, it's it's so crazy the way they keep pushing critical thinking in this in a way that is meant to kind of kneecap your ability to think critically. Like, it's, this, is a, this is a scary documentary. Like, it's not, this is a, da- like, this, sh- I don't know if this was banned from YouTube, but it should have been. Like. I mean, I, we watched it on YouTube, so. Yeah. Who knows? And like, they keep bringing up, uh, they're programming you, they're programming you. And it's, they never say for what, like, they never say what, like, what is seeing a dude with a goat's head in a Katy Perry video supposed to do to me? Well, I think propaganda is kind of fluffy. It's not here. It's not based on logic. It's based on, um, emotionally moving people, which is manipulating them. So, yeah, that's where, you know, if you are moved by this, then you've sort of fallen into the trap. But if you, you know, if one can recognize propaganda, then, you know, you don't really it's, you know, you like, yeah, what they're saying stuff, but it's not adding up. Right. And there's no evidence being presented. The thing that I think is especially dangerous about this is the people who would make a movie like this don't care. Like they don't care if me and you have all these questions and we're able to poke holes in their point. We're not the audience for this. It's really impressionable fundamentalist Christian types who just need to be convinced that we probably need to take out John Legend and Chrissy Teigen to form (laughs) a more perfect union. Like that's who they're trying to get. Like it doesn't matter if we don't believe this shit. The people who there are just people out there who want to believe this. And it's surprising how underrated logic is. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Especially among these fucking people. But hey, you know, I guess believe whatever you want. Don't. I mean, like, don't believe whatever you want. Like, don't believe this shit. <laughs> Please don't. I've always been a live and let live person. But, like, if you're not letting someone else live, then you're breaking the rule. Yeah. And if you think Trump is going to be your savior from sex crimes, you need a fucking therapist, man. That is that is yeah. one of the worst pieces yeah, of logic I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, you're one goofy idiot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's like, I don't, I don't even want to make a fucking comparison. The people who need to hear this have stopped listening by now anyway. We're being put on a list probably. Do you get viewers who, um, do you have viewers who are conservative or listeners? Oh yeah. Go read the, go read our reviews on iTunes. I'll probably get like this podcast, despite being fucking great, uh, doesn't have that high of uh, a rating on iTunes. And it's because anytime I talk about something, I don't believe like Sandy hook, I get all these people leaving reviews like "Mm, this guy shoots down conspiracy theories instead of believing them. And it's like, yeah, sometimes Because some conspiracy theories aren't worth believing. That's the whole point of critical thinking. You know, you're not supposed to just you label something a conspiracy. That's the thing is it's just like you label it and then we're supposed to just accept it. That's insane. That's insane. You're supposed to like a a person, you know, people who deal with a paranormal investigator, their job is first to try to debunk the situation before they go in for the ghost, you know? So as a conspiracy right. theorist, you got to debunk the bullshit so you can get to the truth. That's what we want, right? It's just as crazy to believe every conspiracy theory as it is to believe no conspiracy theories are true. Yeah. Like neither of those are logical ways of approaching stuff like this. Cover-ups happen. Like we know shady dealings happen in government all the time. Both sides. Yeah. <laughs> Both sides are for two-party democracy. And I say democracy in quotes. If you're one of these people who thinks that discounting some conspiracy theories like is a problem, you're actually part of the problem. Like you are you are the sheep you think you're not, which yeah. I don't know how you convince people of that. But like that really is a problem with conspiracy podcasts and conspiracy entertainment in general, whatever you want to call it. Can- There's always I was just going to say the convincing comes from the manipulation, the emotional manipulation logic isn't a, a part of the argument. You see, so people who are vulnerable to to this are the ones who get hooked. Yeah. And you see it all the time, like anyone who's trying to like, I don't know, I don't I don't know how to put this. But anytime someone says, oh, I'm just presenting the evidence and I want you to think for yourself, if they leave out a single piece of evidence, don't don't trust them. Or, or if they don't provide any. Yeah, there was this guy we covered on this podcast once. I can't remember his name, but he had this like series of books about Illuminati symbols in Stanley Kubrick movies. And I'm like, okay, so at some point during this, you're going to mention that that started as a satire article on the internet, right? Like if you really want people to just think critically and take in all the information, surely you would mention that this started as a joke. Nope. At I mean, no point is that ever mentioned. Full disclosure just makes me want to trust you more. Give me all yeah. the information. Give me the whole picture. I mean, if you're trying to hide any information, then you have an agenda. Right. And I think that's a good summary of this documentary. Like, they are leaving out some very important details. And it should make you suspicious. And if it doesn't, you wanted to believe this anyway. Like, it doesn't what we say doesn't matter what the documentary said doesn't matter like it doesn't really matter how they got to it as long as they build to the point you wanted congratulations you got it but it's some bullshit and you are the ones being programmed anyway happy holidays everybody happy holidays (laughs) (laughs) so we should probably wrap this up this is fun do we have anything to plug before we get out of here yeah, so I'm dropping a special on the internet. Um, the tentative release date is early January, and it will be for f- free. It's called If Stand-Up is Dead, Then This is My Comedy Special. And it will have um, basically stand-up from s- some of my favorite sets I've taped in New York. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. 
Um, oh, it's Very on my nice. YouTube channel. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, um, which is F Dasani. And then I'm on the internet at Fizza Dasani, um, everywhere else on all like, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And I have a weekly podcast called Facial Recognition Comedy on all the audio streaming platforms. So check that out. But the big news is the special, the comedy special. So follow me on YouTube. Look out for that, everybody. Uh, What do I want to plug? I think the next Unpops Comedy Live uh, Zoom show is this week when this episode goes up. And uh, please buy tickets for that, unpopscomedy.eventbrite.com. Also, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech and patreon.com slash unpops. Go subscribe to get bonus episodes and shit. All right, let's get out of here. Fizza, say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Save the children. 